1: Mother, It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends Just the 2 better old weather in any season To see the eagles eating teams Like Scrammy's top with cheese It's Philadelphia Bullsh- and <laughs> Zach kicking it cooler than Two Zach runs off with his valet keys He's a real nuanced goose Pull up a branch, get loose It's time for some juice On some Birds f- with Friends The early bird gets the worm But prefers getting turned like a turn On some <laughs> Birds with Friends Bullsh- when Zach coming at you with steps and things flat, We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts We are going to bite off their eyeballs We are going to start every segment Watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans Where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city Hello, everybody And welcome to Birds with Friends On a Wednesday afternoon Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn Here to talk about the first of two joint practices between the Eagles and the Miami Dolphins. But Zach, we begin with breaking news. We send it over right away to the Stone Cold Newsman who has the latest on a blockbuster trade by Howie Roseman who does it again.
0: Well,
2: respectfully, I wish I had the, the the news. I haven't yet confirmed that this happened just as we were logging on, but according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, the Eagles have traded Ugo Amadi, who they acquired from Seattle, of course, in the J.J. Ortega-Whiteside trade, to the Tennessee Titans for a deal involving late 2024 draft picks. So you're imagining a swap, maybe the Eagles' seventh for the Titans' sixth, something of, the, of that. We will get it in... A few minutes, hopefully um, over there. And uh, you can essentially look at it this way. The Eagles deal J.J. white Whiteside and a draft pick for Titans draft. pick.
1: And I think this is a good, uh, you know, you have said before, like you like to think of the uh, prism of the down roster guys through the uh, through the Michael Dunn lens, the Marissa Dunn lens. Imagine you're the uh, the Amadi family. You get shipped from Seattle to Philly for a week
2: and then you go to Nashville. Tough life. Well, yes and no, but if a team's trading you right now, they essentially, they, they weren't going to keep you. So this could be better for you. And also in the, in the Michael Dunn lens, if you're Josiah Scott or you're perhaps perhaps uh, Jaquiski Tart, you're looking at this and saying, uh, I should say Jaquiski Tart, not Jaquiski, uh, Jaquiski Tart. I'm working on my pronunciations, as Bo knows. Uh, <laughs> then you will uh, look at this and say, maybe your shot of making the team goes up a bit.
1: It's kind of funny uh, with Amadi. I mean, this is like, you know, very, uh, <laughs> very into the details. But it's kind of funny because, I mean, they were going to cut Artego Whiteside anyway, so they got a guy. Yes. But he was billed as like a, a nickel slash safety. He was here for a week. He, had, he practiced twice at outside corner, yes. never played either of those two positions, and then yes. they sent him away. It's kind of funny.
2: Yes, my... My read on that is, is you know, they want to see if he could play outside because he's shown that he could play nickel and slot, but clearly mm. they weren't going to keep him. The other thing I'll 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 add is, is we can sometimes kind of laugh at, at these like bottom of the roster for bottom of the roster trades, but every player matters in the sense that the Eagles once did this type of deal where they dealt Ryan Bates for Eli Harold. Now look who's the starting offensive lineman for the Buffalo Bills, right? It was a
1: bad trade.
2: They once did these this type of deal where they traded David Fluellen for Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey gave them, a, you know, Pro Bowl level kicking for a year. Uh, Fluellen DeGeneres. So, <laughs> yes, that too. Yes. <laughs> um, so p- a point being that you could say, oh, it's it's an end of the roster guy, but every player matters, and you never know how their career is going to turn is going to turn out.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Marissa, have you, done the, um, have you done the game of, like, if we were going to get traded, where would we want to get traded to?
3: <laughs> I, so Michael does ask me that, and I tell him that wherever he was able to be, whatever team wanted him, I'd be happy to go. So happy to be w- wherever, happy to be in Cleveland, just happy that he gets to continue following his dream. How is that answer?
2: Great answer. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty, that's Great a
1: good answer. like. If you if you were actually the player, <laughs> but I actually mean answer. that. Yeah. Like
3: I really yeah. do. Like you know, you I was play. yeah. Yeah, I was just messaging with Mike Sando. Um, he was talking about Michael's game the other day, and um, I said it's wild that August first, twenty twenty, we had the conversation that he thought football was done. So you know,
2: no pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: to be here. You, you thought know, he was I'm, Morris. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm wherever he is. I'm happy to be there with him. So.
1: And man, was he was he dominant. I mean, we didn't do a post game pod, but we talked about it in the in the live live uh, watch. He was uh, he was kicking he was kicking butt.
3: Yeah, I was very proud of him. I wish there was like a camera of me on uh, on me in the stands because I was like, you know, yeah, <laughs> going at it.
2: as as you should. As you but... get on
3: Jordan. <laughs> So yeah, I was very proud of him. Um, you know, I you guys touch on obviously his first game at center. So you know, got to be versatile as a backup offensive lineman. So he did great, and you know, like he said, he's got to finish out strong and keep keep playing that way. But um, really happy to see. So
2: I need to admit that that we are a little guilty of a of you know like the boy who cries wolf because. We we make all the, all these references to like Michael Dunn's the best lineman in the league. We always talk him up, but then in that game he was really good. Like if <laughs> if he wasn't married to you and we were watching that game, we would have been wow sixty eight. Who is yeah. this guy, right? So so like Bo put up a tweet like Michael Dunn's the best player on the field, and a a part of it could he be was. like yeah well yeah I mean like he's he's the husband of our producer, but that aside he's. He played really well in that game, so he should be proud, you should be proud, and the yeah. Browns should be proud, and the Browns should, should think about getting this guy into their lineup. That's my opinion.
3: Yeah, he, he yeah. did great, and great offensive line coach he's got there to, to always make sure he's prepared. So <laughs> shout-out to Bill Callahan.
1: Shout-out to him. The bill and Call- uh, Callahan Auto Parts. All right, uh, Zach. We are in Miami, as you know. Your uh, Florida, your second home. I think the uh, your 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 second favorite state in the union. Um, you are so well regarded by the people of Florida that they flew you down first class, um, which I know that you knew that was going to come up. Uh, this is this is your place. Explain to me. Tell the listeners. Tell the viewers. Why it is that uh, that you and Florida are so simpatico?
2: I I didn't know we were so simpatico. I I tend to like wherever we go, um, <laughs> but but you have this like disdain for Florida, and I and I, every time Shale is
1: the one with the real disdain for Florida. I just and, have ambivalence.
2: And every time we're here, I'm like, you know what? the The weather's nice. The food's good. Like this, this, this is not sure that call this weather nice. I mean it's the when we were at practice it, it 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 was hot. But you gotta drive everywhere. This morning I walked out from my fruit pole and <laughs> had a nice walk. Uh and did you and, get the and, fruit bowl because they didn't have any steak on the menu? No, I, I got the steak last week because there was no fruit bowl on the
3: menu. I had I it. Zach sent us a picture yes. this yes. morning of his beautiful fruit breakfast. So I'm glad that they Looked have like a little coconut thing, there. thing on
1: top of there. Is
3: that a little coconut? Granola, granola. Granola.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, Very is. nice. Uh so no, but I was I was watching. So you're a big breakfast. DeSantis guy. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not talking politics here on the show. <laughs> We're talking I, fruit bowls. I, yes. <laughs> Um, but I, I was watching, so you asked that question to Marissa, I was watching practice next to another reporter who said that if, if he was a free agent player and he could sign anywhere and you take away like family or any personal connections, his top choice would be Miami. And I, I, I said, you know what? I don't love the humidity, right? So there's, there's warm weather places that, that might be above that. Uh, but my point, or his his point rather, was that like the facilities are outstanding, uh, the 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 weather's nice. There's no state income tax. This guy said that they have cool uniforms. That wouldn't factor into my decision, but that 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 would factor into his.
1: I do like their uniforms, <laughs>
2: um, but uh, in As any you can event, tell
1: because I'm wearing Dolphins uh, teal here. Yes, uh, I told you yesterday. I, I I got in a little early, went uh, and walked to walked to lunch. And the lunch spot was uh, like outside this mall. I, you know, I could, I, I needed a few other shirts for the trip. Walked into the, uh, to the J.C. Penny, You know, I'm looking for, looking for a deal. Checked out with two polos, and then I realized as I was checking out, I just, I just got Dolphins colors. I got this shirt and this shirt. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was incepted. I was incepted by being in Miami. Maybe, I maybe I like it a little more than I let on.
2: I'm just saying that if, if if you're visiting for two, three days, there are worse places in the world to go than Miami. Like it's, well, no one's so, arguing that. But so so when you say you're a big Florida guy, my my point is is that we go to the we were at the owner's meetings and I was like, you know what, this isn't the worst place in the world. And you guys were like repulsed by the notion that someone didn't think this was the worst place in the world. Well, that hotel was
1: close to the worst
2: thing in the world. Well, the, not where that team was staying or the the, uh, <laughs> where we staying. Uh, the owners were staying where we were staying yes yes and if, anyways people are tuning in to hear us talk about oh uh, <laughs> it, it is official by the way here we go um Eagles have agreed to terms to and not the doubt Adam Shafter he's always right but Eagles have agreed to well he's not terms always right but <laughs> to trade Ugo Amadi to the Titans the teams will swap late round draft picks in 2024.
1: yeah feels like a steal well, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to cut the guy,
2: out there. right? Yes. So, yep.
1: All right, uh, Zach. Let's get to uh, let's get to practice, and then I think as we talk about practice, and as we uh, get through practice, I think I think it's time for us to really have these in depth roster discussions that we we touched on a little bit in the uh, the watch along on Sunday. But we've got a week left. It's closing arguments time for these guys. Uh, these these two practices, the game on Saturday, and that's it. The, the roster then gets cut. To 53 on Tuesday. Now, obviously, the starters are not going to play in that game on Saturday. And, and as to uh, sort of refresh where we are for this practice in particular, uh, this was a, a relatively sloppy practice to some degree. I would say that the Eagles were not great today. But the context is, you know, they had the two practices in Cleveland, uh, a quick turnaround to the game on Sunday. Then they fly back that night. They're in Philly for one day. Then they come down here. Uh, short week. Ish, uh, So this practice, there, were, there are some built-in excuses. Uh, guys afterwards, we're talking about the, the heat playing a role. So, you know, there are going to be, I'm sure Sirianni is going to say there's going to be uh, adversity much worse than this come the regular season. It's a good test for us. But there are some, uh, there are some reasons why they might not be their sharpest uh, for these two practices, especially the one today, I think.
2: Well, you could say that. And, I mean, uh, we heard Tua say that. I think that and and there has to be some reality to that, you know. They they've been on planes and they're adjusting to the weather. Like they they are humans and you know, there are conditions that they they're it's it's not Madden players out there. Uh that said, you have to give credit to Miami. I thought Miami was the better team on the field today. And I agree. I, I focused only on the defense, so I will defer to you on on the offense, but uh if you just compare it to Cleveland last week, right? I mean, Miami was completing passes, like the, the, the ball barely touched the ground. Um, the Eagles did and a good job.: as stop- well. Yes. The Eagles did a good job stopping the run. I'll give them credit there. Uh, but I, th- I thought TuA had his way, and, and we'll get to this in a bit. I was really impressed with Tua today. Um, the, the anticipation throws really jumped out to me. But overall, y- you yeah, think he's he- so good he could be a three-A. I can't sell that one, but better than a that, two that, that was a That was a bad joke. Maybe uh, even a four. <laughs> um, and I, I, I thought that. Look, I, I like their their skill players. You and I were talking about the Dolphins on the drive over there. Uh, it's it's kind of ironic, by the way, that when we're on the podcast, we don't talk about football, but when we're <laughs> when we're in the car, we talk about football, right? Um, so yeah. So and I said, you know, I'd like this team more than. Wow, My people in the chat really
1: loved that for a joke. I'm getting getting a lot getting <laughs> a lot of uh, support for that one, so I appreciate the listeners.
2: Uh, so, I the 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 passing the Eagles secondary was not very good today. Now they were missing Slay for part of the practice, Bradbury for team drills and seven on seven, uh, but but the, but they were not covering well, and the pass rush wasn't getting home enough. We will get into Particulars, but that's my big picture view, and to answer your first question, I, I know I, i've I've rambled here. You can attribute it to the travel, you can attribute it to the weather. Miami is dealing with the same weather they're they're used to it, I suppose uh, we'll We'll see what happens tomorrow, but overall, more impressed with the dolphins today than the eagles
1: yeah, i mean i am uh, I am certainly. Um, able to be uh, like change my opinion on things after after a small sample size, and one day I'm willing to be uh, reactive and have uh, have some recency bias. But yeah, I feel I feel I certainly feel better about the Dolphins today than I did uh, yesterday. Um, I thought too. I you know I was I was focusing on the offense, and, and just to set the scene here for the listeners, this was not like uh, we are used to with uh, Eagles practices or or even the joint practices with the Browns. Uh, when we get to sort of stand on the sidelines and watch practice from there. It's a different setup in Miami where there's just one set of stands and the media has to be sequestered in the stands. And so there's one field next to the stands and then there's a far field that is uh, sort of tougher to see. The offense was on the far field. So that's what I was watching. I was able to, you know, I can tell the Eagles players still, even if I can't fully read the numbers because I know who's going to be lining up where and, and what their body types are. It was harder for me to figure out who some of the Dolphins players were uh, involved at times. But um, because I was watching that and also could see what was going on in the short field, I got to see a little bit of what was going on with the Eagles defense against against the Dolphins offense. I, I agree. I feel, you know, I thought, I thought Tua looked pretty good. He has this, um, there were a couple plays where it's like, he he's really throwing like a, like a, a lofty ball up there, and you're like, oh, this ball's got to get picked or knocked down, and it just happens to be uh, put in the in the precise spot where his guy can get it. So, yeah, I feel I, I agree with you. I, I think I think he looks better than I expected.
2: And as I was saying about the anticipation throws, I I guess there's, I'm I'm doing it now, so I'm guilty of it. Uh, you know, this this impulse to compare Tua to, to Jalen Hurts, and it's been going on now for. A long time, Um, but because they were the two quarterbacks on the field, Jalen has a lot of strengths, and I've I've discussed those on on this pod. I think in terms of like throwing to a spot as opposed to a player, Tua does a much better job of that. And you know that's that's a skill, right? That's there's anticipation throws there that clearly this is why Tua entered the lineup at Alabama because. He's he's not the biggest guy, right? He's not the fastest guy. Um, it's it's his accuracy and his ability to make those types of throws, and that was on display today. And the other thing I'll say is, I've seen Tyreek kill, and I've never seen Tua in, in person until today. I've seen Tyreek kill in games, but never in practice settings until today. He's special, right? Like he is the ability. If if you can't jam him at the line, you're not going to stop him, right? Um, though he just races by you. Uh and he's so quick that he's he's a he's a special player.
1: He dusted Darius Slay on that one uh first one-on-one rep and Slay sort of came up lame but then he came back in and I saw there was a a second route they went up against each other and Hill got the completion again but I thought it was great coverage by Slay and it was one of those it was one of those one on one routes where Hill like probably put on too many moves. Now he might be able to do that more than you know, like, I get on Britton Covey sometimes for, like, you're not going to actually get to run, like, you know, have three breaks in a route. It's, it, you know, it, things yep. happen much quicker than that in a game. But he he is so fast that he sort of can do that. But I, I thought that one particular rep was still good coverage by Slay. But, yeah, I'm not going to – I'm not in the business of gassing up Tyree Hill just just to go on the record.
2: <laughs> okay. Um Again, we don't need to get into a Tyreek Hill discussion here. I was I'm just saying, saying
1: yeah, I you know, he's done enough yeah. things off the field that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be in the business of giving him flowers.
2: I'm not giving him flowers. I'm I see he's saying. a really good wide receiver. He's <laughs> a difficult player to cover. So, so you kind of paint me in, in into these positions with any player that that uh, that's done something like horrible off the field that if. If I say anything about them as a football player, therefore I'm advocating for anything about them as a person. I did not That's, make this about you.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Uh, it's If it's, we're going to talk you about juxtapose it. who has this history, I think it's worth mentioning. It's worth bringing up. We're not in the business of being league PR and brushing things off to the side and saying it happened. We don't have to talk about it anymore. This happened with Tyreek Hill. It's a part of his story. If we're going to talk about him, it belongs in the conversation,
2: I think. I get that. My point is that I'm, I'm like, this guy, is, this guy can beat you one-on-one. And you're like, well, I will never say anything nice about him. And so, therefore, you're juxtaposing it as, as if, like, I am, I am part of the league PR machine. No, I, I was at a football practice today. He ran past Darius Slay. Therefore, I am conveying it to our audience.
1: I what didn't say anything about you. <laughs> I just <laughs> said if we're going to talk about Tyree Kill, let's allow for the fact that, you know,
2: I get it. I, not yes. not a great guy. Okay, i look. I'm not. I am not disputing that there. Okay. Uh,
1: speaking of Tua, Zach, you let me in on a little secret. Um, and I don't disagree with this. You said if you are uh, if you are ranking accents, Hawaiian <laughs> top of the list, number one.
2: Yes, I, I like Hawaiian accents, and uh, I you know I, I thought that about Kamu Grugier-Hill when he was here. Mm. Um, I watched come the Manti. Come
1: te- come, 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 Guru, I, I I watched It'll the Manti. Be, Teal documentary. Uh,
2: yes, that was Hawaii. so
3: good by the way. Uh, yes. Wasn't it wild? Yeah. Did it
2: change your opinion or did your, or was your opinion already fortified?
3: Um, definitely. I felt very bad for him and I was a little disappointed in the journalism. Not going to lie. Um, I think it, from our lens of things, like that was pretty interesting. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to see how it all happened, but, um, I think that was a big component of it. So I think they did a great job uh, telling that story.
2: I was flabbergasted by how unremorseful Renoa was. Yeah. Right. Like that Uh, changed.
3: It changed his life, you know, like,
2: and it, it changed my opinion on, on tail in that mm -hmm. I I don't want to say I, I I didn't know enough about it. I do remember when that came out in January 13th, um, that uh, I thought oh, he had to be in on it, right? Yeah. And then when you just hear the deaths, I was, uh, I was, wow, wow, like that, that, that was some, some contrived hoax there.
3: Yeah. I definitely would. It's a, it's a great watch on Netflix if you haven't seen it yet. So,
1: so yeah. what fills out the top three for you accent wise?
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I, as I was listening to Tua, I like that Hawaiian accent. I've never been to Hawaii. Um, Great and place. I've always wanted to go, though. Yeah, I, I thought I was gonna be able to go. Oh, so so Marcus Mariota, someone else who I like the accent, right? I thought I would have a chance to go in in uh, in 2015 when Mariota was coming out, and uh, the Eagles didn't end up trading for him, right? So, but that was my shot.
3: You could take Emily.
2: I could. I would love to. That. Maybe that'll be like a, a 10 year anniversary or yeah. the mistress. There's no mistress. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's get to, let, I like let's the,
1: uh, the I don't know if it's number one, but I do. I like a South African accent. It's a fun one to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Just saying. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's, let's stick on the defense. Why don't we, let's, let's keep the conversation there. Um, some injuries today that are worth mentioning new ones coming off of the game uh jack anderson has a ribs injury he did not practice josiah scott was out as was josh job so those are some interesting ones to follow heading into cuts um kelsey hargrave and uh greg ward and miles sanders all still not practicing james bradbury elevated from uh, not practicing to limited and grant calcaterra graduating from limited to a full participant we'll get to him because he had a pretty uh active day but i think with job and josiah scott and and jack anderson those are interesting ones as we head into a week away from cuts because uh if you're not fully familiar if you place a guy on injured reserve now that means that he's out for the season it means you save a roster spot you get to control the guy and he'll still be part of your uh your program moving forward but his season is over if you want a guy to be a, a player this season you have to carry him on the initial 53-man roster, and then you can immediately put him on injured reserve. He'll be eligible to return after four weeks, but that means you're going to have to cut somebody else to keep him on the roster. Now, this is where the you know the Craven LeBlanc uh, stuff comes into play, where you can cut a veteran knowing that he won't go through waivers, and then you can re-sign him the following day if you're on that good terms with the player uh, and the agent. But I think... We were talking about this in the car those three guys job is the guy to me who now uh, we don't know anything about the severity of his injuries it's possible these are significant injuries and they are going to go on injured reserve anyway but job is the guy who who strikes me as maybe you put him on ir now because you don't really think you're going to need him this season is he going to be better as a rookie than whoever the you know replacement level street corner uh would be but you think he's got some long-term upside, so you keep him in the building. With Jack Anderson and Josiah Scott, I feel like their value is being available. And so it would make a little bit less sense to put them on injured reserve. You, you might want to carry them. But it also might mean that you uh, release a guy like Jack Anderson and hope to bring him back if he clears waivers.
2: So I, I do have a question for the chat here and for Marissa as well. Okay? Uh, so Bo had an outstanding piece. I hope everyone read it. And I, I say that genuinely. Uh, Very long. On Tuesday, where he ranked he was performance, gay. he ranked the performance of every player um, in training camp, and I, I actually I, I like the categories that he gave there. And in the Rick Lovato section, uh, he talked specifically about those machinations that he just gave us, and the, he he didn't mention the Cravon LeBlanc history, but the part about guaranteed contracts and that kind of thing. And Bo, as he's, as he might have mentioned once or twice. Um, is the reigning is the reigning uh, winner of the 53-man roster. It is a competition. Three-time reigning. It's a competition that, that 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 Bo takes very seriously. That he's he's passionate about. And uh, by him putting that in there, do you think he was kind of giving you a peek behind the curtain of his thinking, or do you think this was misdirection and this was gamesmanship? And this was his attempt to try to get his competitors to have Lovato off their roster, but he's really not expecting this. So in the chat, put what you think, Marissa, what are your opinions?
3: I think, I mean, we know Bo's a takesman, right? So I think, he's, <laughs> I think he's also a gamesman. So I, I, I think there might be some game theory behind that. I think he knows what he's doing. Three-time champ. I don't think, you know, he's. He's letting it slide. I will,
1: I will tell you the truth. I I'm not I would never cheat the readers. The 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 valued okay. subscribers of the Athletic, I give them I give them my honest opinion. Also, it that happened with Lovato last year in the middle of the season. They did it. And there's no there's no edge to be gained on Lovato because no one's gonna none of the beat writers are actually gonna leave Lovato off the projection. If if he if they do that with him, it's gonna be a bloodbath on that one. For everybody. I don't think anybody's going to do that. So, um, but it's a thing that they could do. I'm trying to give you all there. Are, there are a lot of little minor uh, potholes in in the roster projection. It's going to be difficult this year. I don't, uh, you know, because we're going to probably have to do. It's a Saturday night game. The rosters are cut on Tuesday. But in order to make it fair, we're probably going to have to set the, the uh, beat writer submission deadline for like Sunday at noon.
3: Yeah, I'd say be, I'd say cuts start happening, but it's going it to be tough team, because that
1: that's like two full days when they can make a trade. Like, let's say they trade for a Kareem Hunt, or let's say they trade Sua Opeta for a fifth round pick. Like, it's going to be there. Gonna, there's going to be some some things where everybody doesn't exactly have uh, all the full information. So, but I guess we're all on the same page. That's what matters. But it's not it's not quite as 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 easy a to b as it's been in past years when you go Thursday to Friday Thursday to Saturday cuts and there's less time.
2: I I uh, I want to get back to practice, but I I I I do need to push back there. You are correct. You never cheat the readers. I I've said that you know your stuff is always quality. You've only cheated the readers one time in my time at at the athletic, and that was November nineteenth, two thousand nineteen, and you 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 cheated the readers that day. Uh, And it was was on this topic. There is a story headlined Eagles sign long snapper Rick Lovato to four year extension. It's a picture of Rick Lovato shaking um, George W. Bush's hand. And (laughs) the story is one sentence. Rick Lovato is the Eagles long snapper through 2023. (laughs) That was not seeing the readers. That's a, that is an in joke. That is
3: a reference for
2: (laughs)
1: love readers. The people that that joke is, is for a very specific audience, but for that audience, it is not, it is not cheating. That was, I gave them what they wanted.
2: (laughs) But then for for, I got to tell you, there was, there's members of the Lovato family who are so excited. You know, they're, you know, they're, they're dear Rick very seldom get stories written about him. When he got signed, you saw these stories about the deli that he had in his family had in Jersey. Then you had a Wollstone with Lovato puns.
1: So they took one of them for his wedding hashtag. (laughs) So you're welcome Lovato family. So they're so excited. All you need
3: is Lovato. Yes. So he Um, signs
2: this, he signs this extension and they click on the article and it just says Rick Lovato is the Eagles lock snapper through 2023. So, uh, no, I I bring that up in jest, but um, because we we're on the Lovato topic. In any event, let's let's get back to practice.
1: All right, let's let's stick on the defense. Give me some of the um, the uh, big takeaways, some of the highlight yes. plays that you saw. Actually, you know what? Before we do that, we got to take two breaks. So let's okay. take our first break. We'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the Eagles' defense against Tua, threea, Fora.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone.
3: Marissa, what a job.
1: I agree. Great ad reading. Reading.
3: I agree. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Shout out to all our great <coughs> sponsors. We love them all.
1: <laughs> one, a, two, a, three at times a lady. How do you feel about that?
3: <laughs> Zach, he's asking I, you.
2: I, I'm deferring <laughs> you on that one. I have no opinion on this joke anymore.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like that is a good log line for the Birds of Friends experience. Okay. Uh, Zach, your <laughs> uh, practice.
2: You- yeah. Your, yeah, you want to do the offense? The
1: no, we've been talking about the defense. Let's stick on okay. the defense, and then we'll get
2: to the offense. Perfect. Okay, this this works for me. Um, so I, I I mentioned big picture takeaway. That was the uh, the past defense did not look good there. Um, the, we talked about the Slay Hill one on one with Bradbury Limited. You saw Zach no Jalen, no
1: that. No Jalen. No Jalen Waddle for the Dolphins yes. today. So just for Correct. the listeners who did not know that.
2: Highlight of practice, Hassan Reddick uh, playing in this Joker role. Um, I don't want to say blitz because he's a pass rusher. Pass rushed up the middle, like. And we spoke to Jeremiah Washburn last week, uh, and Jeremiah Washburn when he was said, "Is there anything that you've learned about him?" And, and he said, "Reddick was a ball coach." He said Reddick is is like quicker than they realized, right? And the acceleration on that pass rush. Um, you know, Tua like barely had a chance to drop back. Reddick was right there. Great pass rush by by Reddick. Now it the very like was next play,
1: active today as I was watching. Yes, out he was. The Corner of my eye. Yeah,
2: he was. Now the very next play, uh, Reddick in that Joker role had to drop, and he was kind of late getting over to the to the um, pass catcher in 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 the flat. And look, this this goes back to. Uh, cleaning camp number one. Am I correct? Am I using that correctly? Um, cleaning camp number one, where we said like, wow, Reddick's dropping, Reddick's dropping. And I get it, right? Like the football guys out there, I get it. There are going to be times when Hassan Reddick has to drop, but these two plays back to back kind of showed you Reddick has such, uh, has such a gift as a pass rusher. And that if he's, if he's dropping in the coverage, I, I don't think he's particularly good in that area. I know what Jonathan Gannon said. I don't think it's his strength. That is why that is why he got changed from an inside linebacker and a linebacker to an edge rusher was so he could rush. That's how the Eagles need to use him. So there are times when the matchup or the play itself will dictate it, but they need to get Reddick going toward the quarterback. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So that jumps Would out. Would you – would you agree,
1: yeah. uh, my, my view of what was going on with the Eagles defense was that the defensive line was pretty, pretty good today, pretty active. They seemed to, to stuff the run well, and there, there was pressure. Yeah. I saw Josh Sweat had a couple pressures. Your boy, I saw uh, with, the, with the second and third team, Kyron Johnson was pretty active in the backfield, but it was the secondary where they were sort of uh, losing the battle. Now, to be fair, most of the time today in team drills with the first team offense, it was Zach McPherson and Mac McCain because slay uh hobbled off. Yep. There's no Josh Job and so you're you're pretty depleted there, but uh it did seem like that was what what I saw. Is that is that what you saw?
2: Yeah, now I'm 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 not going to, you know, crown the defensive line cuz I didn't think the pass rush was good enough. But this okay. was one of these situations like last year where I don't necessarily put it on the pass rush. Like the ball was out quickly, right? You know, there there were receivers open. So the pass rush, you know, Probably was doing a good job, but Tua was was so quick getting under the ball uh, that it reminded you of some of those games last year where you know the quarterback just had it out, just had it out, and so um, that's that's what jumped out to me was the pass rush didn't. I I wrote the pass rush wasn't consistent enough, but it was probably more of a function of the coverage being soft or you know Tua throwing the ball quickly than it was the pass rush not beating the offensive lineman.
1: Any interesting depth chart notes with the defense to pass along?
2: Um, no, you know, so I, I, I you mentioned the guys with the ones there. Um, they were the safety really picture the, like
1: after Epson, and Anthony Harris with the twos. I guess they they're, they're down Josiah Scott, so they're down numbers, but yeah, was, blanket was,
2: chip was in there. Yeah, with the twos. Yes, I believe so. Yes.
1: Okay. Luckily, like, yeah, because I I thought I saw I saw Jaquaski Tart in there with the twos and Kayvon Wallace and Blankenship. I guess I think no. I think Tart was in there the whole time and maybe Wallace and Blankenship are rotating. Jaquaski Tart is a very interesting player on on the roster bubble. Um, if you were going just by what he's done in practice and what he's like where he's been on the depth chart, he would not be on the team. He's a vested veteran. I don't know if you want to guarantee his salary. However. You know, if you sign Jaquaski tart you're probably caring more about what he showed on tape last year than than sure. you know, what he's shown this summer. He's a 30-year-old player. Like, you sort of know what he is. I feel like he's going to be a difficult player to decide whether whether he's going to be on this team or not.
2: I would agree with you there. And I, I don't think he's played his way onto the roster. Um, but that is a position where they're particularly weak. So maybe they just go with past performance. And it's not like they're guaranteeing that much salary, right? So... If, if in week five, they see it's like this, it could be like Eric Wilson last year where they're like, all right, you know, it's, it's just not working out. Um, and uh, as, as, as far as top of the depth chart notes, Nacoba Dean was, uh, mixing in with the ones, right? He was not first up with the ones, but he did get in there with the ones. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon had a quote before practice about Davion Taylor where like everyone's competing for a chance to start. Well, no, that's, that's not the case. Um, but I, I think they have three linebackers, that are are, are going to be in the mix for those two spots, and Nakobe Dean's going to be expected to play this year. I forgot uh, to mention
1: Sean Bradley among the injured players, yep. but he has an illness. It's not uh, it's not an injury. So um, I wonder, do you, do you think Davion Taylor is a is a stone cold lock to be on the roster?
2: I don't think he's a stone cold. He lock. He was pretty no.
1: bad in the game the other day. Yeah,
2: and he had a play today. I don't know if you saw it. Um, it was like it should have been an interception, yes. and like it whizzed right now. Look, I, I don't wanna Stephen Wisniewski flew no, by his I, head. I'm 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 always careful to say like he should have caught that, right? Like we sometimes underrate like how you know snap snap these plays are. And and so he's in coverage, he's he's worrying about his keys. The ball comes out quickly, probably has some acceleration to it, um, or velocity to it rather. And but still he he uh he could have and probably should have had the interception. Um <coughs> excuse me. So Else Elsewhere on uh, defense today, um, look, you, you mentioned the defensive line playing well. I'll give credit to multiple defensive tackles. First off, Marlon uh, Loto, uh, Loto. Yes. Um, Marlon T. <laughs> um, he, he stuffed a run. Did a real good job there. He's been having a good camp. Continued today. Uh, Milton Williams, had a, he chased down a run. You saw movement. That was rare for an interior lineman right like he he was he went from from the from the middle from the line basically to the sideline uh chasing it down um that that jumped out to me and then look my guy um there might be some bias here to it but marvin wilson once again in the backfield clean up sack um like what i've seen from marvin wilson so it's i i thought you framed it well in that write-up we talked about uh, similar to Deion Kane, he's like the Deion Kane of defensive linemen. Where, he, based on merit, yeah, should probably be on the team. But based on numbers, you just don't see how it's gonna work out. But you never know.
1: I think it's. I think there's a a slight difference where, like, Dion Kane is 26. He's been in the league. The league sort of knows what he is. Whereas Marvin Wilson's 23. He's a second yeah. year player. Um, he is. He is pretty good. The, the other problem for Marvin Wilson. Is that Kobe Smith has been pretty good this summer, uh, another down roster defensive tackle, and so there's it's not quite mutually assured destruction, but it's like mutually assured not going to make the roster because of th- there's the other guy like you can afford to probably cut Marvin Wilson because you know that it's unlikely both of those guys are going to get claimed. you're going to be able to keep at least one on the practice squad probably so um but he he has been good. Marissa, are you willing to tell? Is your your Marvin Wilson story uh, okay to tell on the podcast?
3: Yeah, I actually think I was going to ask Michael if it was okay to tell, but I'll just tell. No. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> after he's joint not practices, gonna listen this far. yeah, after joint practices, I saw him like on like talking to someone, and I was like, oh wow, is he getting like chippy over there? Because that's like very unlike Michael. And after I was like, what was going on? He was like, oh, I was just telling Marvin Wilson, like he's doing a great job. So he was with the Browns was it last off let, Yeah. Let,
2: yeah. Last summer. Last yeah. Summer.
3: So he had some experience going up against him and he said he is such an improved player since then. And he was very impressed with the, the battle that he was bringing both, the uh, joint practices. So, yeah, Michael was very impressed with what Marvin Wilson has done so far. So,
2: what a veteran move!
3: Yeah, by, I was like, that's so die. cute, Michael.
2: Michael, yeah, going <laughs> yeah. up to the going up to the young guy. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, it's interesting.
1: You know, you see all the all the chippiness in the joint practices, but but there is a, a different dynamic. Jordan Davis was talking about this after practice today, where like there was a play where uh, the offensive lineman on on the Dolphins told him that like he knew that he was coming inside because of the way he was lined up. Um, he sort of gave that away. And I think, I don't know if, 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 if Michael says this too, but it is like, for the most part, when, it, when it's not chippy, they are using this as like, it's nice to, to have somebody else to go against and uh, have this like, uh, not whether if, if it's a discussion or not, but like this, this different sounding board, because these teams are not going to play each other in the regular season, usually, right. to have this, like, this opportunity to, to get each other better.
3: And a lot of guys know each other like Michael knew him, you know, in the past. So I think that's kind of cool, too, to see how a player's developed and, you know, keep that that friendly relationship, but also like try and make each other better is pretty cool. So, you know, aside from the fights, that's the other side of it. It's nice to see.
1: (laughs) Zach, can you name the former Eagles on the Dolphins roster?
2: I can. Let's hear it. Uh, Ripper Craycraft. Yes. Nicely done. That's a tough one. Oh. because I, here, am I allowed to pull the roster in front of me, or do I have to do well, it?
1: Well, I mean, you sounded confident enough that you weren't going to need it. But now, if, if you need if, if you need this to be an open book exam, that's fine. Okay.
2: I mean, I, 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 I had it earlier because uh, actually the, the Dolphins, credit to them, put out great game notes, and it was in there. They had college connections on, on, on these guys. Uh, so I, I really liked that. Um, Eric Rowe, of, of course. Um, and there's one more, I believe. Um
1: former Eagles captain,
2: Zach.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Duke Riley. Duke right. Riley. Yeah. Now, how about the, how about the inverse? Uh, dolphins on the Eagles. Um, uh, read now back to pronunciations, um, mm. on, uh, they were saying on, was, I don't know if it was TV or radio the other day. Senate. Yeah. They were saying Senate. Yes. I thought it was Senate. That's what but- I thought too. Uh, but they were saying Senate, so we 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 need to Senate to win it. We need to get to the bottom of of that one there, because I mean that was a look for full. I I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. We had dinner last night with Jimmy Kemsky and there was a lot of Reid Senate conversation. There was the yeah, a lot of Senate talk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so you can tell how how fun we are at parties. What do you what got going that?
1: on over there, Marissa? You got a party? So,
3: <laughs> no, my mom and my aunt are uh, here.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. they're they're
3: sitting across the room. Hey guys, <laughs> they were taking a nap, but does does she
1: want to come on the did. pod? Your mom?
3: <laughs> we they were taking a rest. They're actually coming from Wisconsin back to New Jersey, so they went to go see some family. So they stopped midway uh, in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they'll take me out to dinner. You know, now that they interrupted this podcast, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I I believe Sinnott's the only player, but Michael Clay is a former assistant coach, as is Jeremiah Washburn, um, Max Gruder in the Eagles front office, former wow. Dolphins executive, and wow, Ted, Rath. Ted Rath. Ted Rath, former—yeah, this was all in their notes. So okay. I—yeah. I, and, yeah, they—look, look, credit to the Dolphins, okay? Uh, great game notes, great practice facility. Enjoyed—look, I don't like being that far from the field. Um, yeah, it was a but, fun setup fun setup and and in that heat like having the uh the shade above us it would have been tough to
1: be out there yeah real real like you know first world sports writer problems but it would have been tough yes um now uh marissa tell me what you think about this this is the only practice i've been to where they serve beer so 10 a.m should we uh should we tomorrow just just get blitzed and see what that what that does to the practice report
3: I think that would be comical. There's no way Zach would do. Is that. Is that an angle?
1: Yeah, I mean Zach kind of drives. <laughs> I don't think That's
2: we're it. we're permitted. It's actually in the, in the New York Times rules that we cannot do that. What? What if yes. it's for a
1: story? What if it's? Uh, I'm just it's telling ex- you, it's an experiential I, journalism story.
2: It's in the company manual. Uh, <laughs> um, by the way, you you missed one former Eagle. On I watched
1: one. I watched practice and chugged a beer every time Britton Covey. Uh Maybe caught so. a pass. Read this.
2: Maybe so. Maybe so. Um you missed one former eagle on the dolphins. I did. Yes. Okay. If we're counting Craycraft as who's a former practice squatter, This yeah. guy's also uh, this guy was a training camp guy.
1: Okay, well now I'm gonna do that the open book test. Okay. Da, da, da. This you, one you
2: should know. Famous training cramp. A training, a famous training camp. Training camp
1: cramp. Camp. <laughs> yes. Ba, ba, ba. Michael Dieter is a funny name. Uh, Michael played a Cater Kahoo is a funny name.
2: You want me to give you the answer?
1: Oh, well, we didn't say Raheem Mostert. Oh, is that that's you're what you're talking I'm saying. about?
2: Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep.
1: Yeah, is the Mostert worth the squeeze? It was not <laughs> for the Eagles, and then he went on to have a good uh, good career. All right. Uh, before we go to our second break, Zach, uh, some questions in the chat about the, the Tua-Jalen Hurts relationship. And I know that uh, your boy Tua talked about it in his uh, post-practice <laughs> press conference. What did he What did he say?
2: Yeah, so he talked about uh, his 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 background with uh, Jalen and said, you know, Jalen's competitiveness jumped out. Jalen was was one of those guys who needed to be the first in everything, first in the classroom, first on the practice field, first in sprints. First never in liked flight. he never liked to lose. He says he talks to all those guys. You know, he 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 didn't want to play it up like it was just Jalen, you know, and then he said that he keeps in touch um from time to time. You don't get the impression that that they're from the best time friends in the world. Time. Um but he he said he hit him up last year before the Saints game to kind of get some Saints notes and Jalen did it before a team that, you know, Tua had 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 played against. So look, there's a a loaded history there. I mean, you know, Tua replaced him, right? So uh, but still, um, it was it was good hearing Tua's perspective, and, uh, and it was it was good seeing Tua in person.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tua turned Jalen Hurts from a number one a quarterback to a number two a quarterback.
2: You're still rolling with this joke.
1: Yes. I do think that I mean Jalen Hurts will talk after practice tomorrow. Um, you know, you remember when he was a rookie and he was asked about his like loss in the high school championship game. Yes. and he was like very salty about it. I imagine that he feels a similar way, uh like he is not going to want to talk at all about uh like, you know, being replaced by Tua or mm-hmm. or anything like that. But I also do like the the background that like you know, during the regular season quarterbacks are texting each other about, you know, what you, what yeah. what can I do against the Saints, you know, what uh what's your book on these guys? That's 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 fun stuff.
2: So I I uh I've I've used this expression with uh, Jalen where he doesn't like to let you see him bleed, right? Mm. And it's it's a it's a boxing impression, uh, a, a boxing ex- expression. But um, but I and and look, this this might be the reporter in me who who enjoys narratives. Um, but stuff like that's what makes you human, right? Like everyone, you know, I'm more impressed with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback as a person by how he responded to being benched than you know like that. So it could be like, why are you bringing up the most embarrassing, you know, I, I, I don't want to say the most embarrassing, but like probably a humiliating moment in, in, in your life. You were benched at halftime of the national championship game. But the way he's responded, um, you know, the fact that he helped them win the SEC championship next year, uh, the, the, the fact that he stayed, he competed the following year, then he transfers to Oklahoma. He's a Heisman Trophy contender. He comes to the Eagles. He becomes a starter. Uh, like that to me, everyone deals with something in their life, right? The, 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 the way he responded, um, it says a lot about the character of a person. And and so like, I wouldn't run away from it. Now I get it. You know, part of his personality is a, he doesn't like to let you see him bleed, but he also doesn't like to support like the general narrative, right? Like if it doesn't have to do with get better that day, you know, that, 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 that type of thing, then it's, it's not on his mind. Um, but, yeah I, I I'm just saying I wouldn't run away from that i I will lean into that because my guess is is like there's i there's no way of of knowing this, but if that doesn't happen to Jalen hurts, then maybe he he doesn't improve as a pastor maybe he he doesn't get to the point that he is now. Maybe he's just like a good college quarterback who you know kind of you know flames out who knows um but i I, I think that's part of what what makes him who he is well said. And I I don't want to psychoanalyze, but yeah.
1: Well, a good good transition into break because on the other side, we will talk about Jalen Hurts and the day that he had against a Dolphins defense. And I would say that it was not a very good day for Jalen Hurts on the offense. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. And Zach, um, today was, was an interesting day for the offense. From my vantage point, it was sort of like uh, the offense performed like Jonathan Gannon wants opposing offenses to perform. Uh, if you follow, you know, Elliot does, does keep track of the completions, uh, and I think it was helpful today because uh, by his notes, I think Jalen Hurts was like 22 of 27 or something like that. But everything was a check down. Um, The Eagles had not much going at all down the field. Uh, They had nothing going on the ground game. The only big play yardage-wise in team drills was a bad throw by Jalen Hurts. Devontae Smith on play action was wide open down the middle of the field, and Jalen Hurts severely underthrew him to the point where Smith had to come back and it caused the underthrown pass interference. So it was a good like example of why you should throw it deep, but it was a bad throw by Jalen Hurts. A lot of checkdowns to running backs, uh, not super comfortable in the pocket. The the Dolphins' defensive line did a pretty good job. The only play that was like, you know, able to gain real yardage was uh, something that I think the Eagles will keep in their back pocket, and it's uh, something that probably makes Nick Sirianni feel good that the one thing they have to stop things from going downhill when things are going downhill on offense. Is a is an AJ Brown out route. It's like it's so easy. It's 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 uh it's easy money anytime because if he's one on one and he's got that inside outside go like he's gonna win. And it's been on the money uh, and and that that was helpful. But not a great day for the offense. Very sloppy, I thought. Um, and I don't know if it was great coverage or if it was Jalen Hurts just being indecisive at the top of his route. But I thought it was one of the uh, one of the poorer performances from the offense that I have seen this summer.
2: And what do you attribute that to?
1: I don't know. I mean, I think, I think you bring up the same excuses that, that we did at the top, um, you know, sluggish, uh, tough weather, all that stuff, you know, the, the short trip from Cleveland, but I'm sure you, I mean, you have to give the dolphins credit too. um, Jalen Phillips was very active. We got our first fight, uh, Landon Dickerson, who has had a, I I thought looked really good today. Was great in one-on-ones. He's been really good over the past week. I think there's, it's probably no accident that he's looked a lot better since not having to go up against Javon Hargrave. But uh, he was pulling to the right on a run to the right, and it looked to me, it was tough to tell exactly what happened. But it looked to me that he pancaked Jalen Phillips, and then Phillips got up quickly and came over and like you know gave a real forceful two-hand shove to Dickerson, and that started the fight. Um, Mylotta got involved. But um, I actually thought Mylotta, for the most part, did a good job against Jalen Phillips, but Phillips was, was very active today. Uh, the Dolphins do a, a funny thing or a cool thing. I kind of like it, where the uh, previous practices player of the day gets to wear, like, a special orange jersey the next practice uh, and then chooses the playlist. I don't know, I feel like some people might think that's, like, Johnny College, but I kind of like that. You know, give a, give a little shout-out, it seems – I kind of like that. And the, the Dolphins That's reporters good. were saying this is the, the fourth time this summer that Jalen Phillips has gotten the orange jersey, uh, a big player for them, coming off a an eight and a half sack rookie season.
2: What would your playlist be?
1: Well, Zach uh, asked me today on the ride to practice what I wanted to listen to, what kind of music I like. Um, he gave it, you know, he was driving, <laughs> and I said, we're we're in Miami, let's get a little let's get a little Latin flavor. So we we just did a uh, we did a Bad Bunny Spotify. It's good,
2: but if, if, if you were in charge, what would you listen to? If if Nick Sirianni said you are the reporter of practice, so you get to choose the playlist, what would your playlist be?
1: Uh, Mount Joy, just be the Orange ah, Blood okay. uh, LP.
3: Yes,
1: been bumping that, been bumping that record in the in the Wolf household. Uh, okay, Jane's getting into it. Uh, of course, for the people in Philadelphia, of course, remember September tenth. Enjoy playing in Philadelphia, night before the Eagles' uh, regular season opener. So what a weekend
2: that'll be for you! Yeah. What would your playlist be? Mine? Said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Mercy, What would your playlist
3: um? Be? I don't know. Michael makes fun of my music choices. I'm like stuck in like you know my high school days, <laughs> like two thousands, yeah, twenty tens. I mean- yeah, you know, top hits. <laughs> um, I like country music too, but that's not really like pump up music. So. I don't know. What, what, what about, about you, you Zach? Zach? You're not really a big music in the car guy. Yeah, it'd be
2: like, yeah, you know, the players would be would be, They'd be listening stretching. to Thomas Dimitrov <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it'd be like you're listening to Michael Barbero and this is the daily. Yes, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it'd be like that. Tua
1: drops <laughs> back to pass and he's asked whether uh, he thinks GMs <laughs> are underpaid in the league.
2: Yeah, we 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 would be listening to like, uh, you know, the Prof G podcast, Office Hour, something like that. Yes.
3: What do you guys driving. think of Mike
2: McDaniel? Uh, uh, he didn't have a press conference today, but watching, yeah, I mean, look, I he's um, yeah, look, I I admit I'm i um, I'm in on on Michael on on Mike McDaniel. Credit to Dan Pompey did a really good Mike profile. Is it daniel McDaniel or is it Daniel McMike? It's Mike <laughs> McDaniel. Um, I thought Pompey did a a a really good piece on him before. I was I was in. Um, before, based on, on on what I had heard about him, and then reading about him, and then, uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see, uh, but I'm I am in on him, and I'm I'm higher on the Dolphins, I say, than some others. Ooh, you've, been, um, you've
1: been smoking that dolphin.
2: I will name names, like uh, then then national reporter Shield Capadia, right? Ooh. I mean, wow. I mean Shields, yeah, Shields not as high on this team. Well, I don't want put words in Shields' mouth. I listened to a pod where where Shield Shiel didn't kind of see it. Yeah, that one sounded it sounded a little bit like a ZB and the Wolf episode. People, people, <laughs> um, people but, said. Yeah, but I, I, I look. I, I don't think that their pass rush is as good as the Eagles, and their their offensive lines not as good as the Eagles. And yet, and those are two very important factors. That's how you um, want to build a team. Put your yes, money where exactly. your mouth is. But, 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 but they're not bad at 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 either of those spots. But I'm saying a, a lot of their their team. It's it, it reminds me of the Eagles in that. You say, look, they have all these pieces. If the quarterback just plays the way he can play, then they can make some noise. Woodpecker, you rather have Tua or Jalen Hurts
1: as your quarterback?
2: I, I honestly, I haven't seen enough of Tua, so I'm gonna reserve comment on on that. Um, I, I mean, based on you know last year, Jalen led his team or helped lead his team to the playoffs, right? So. Uh, Tua hasn't done that, but but Tua has a winning record as a starting quarterback. And again, like in, in terms of the way he passed the ball today, I I, I liked what I saw. But I, I admit I did not watch much Dolphins last year. And actually a few of the games that I watched. To Jaco- record. No, to Jacoby records. Brissett was their was their quarterback. So uh it's hard for me to really give you like an informed opinion on that. Un- I'm not asking I for an informed or... opinion. I'm asking for a, a hot take. <coughs> well, you're, I, I leave the hot takes to you, bro. Mm. I
1: think, I think I would, uh, like if it was just passing, I would rather have Tua, but I think for one season, uh, if that's the question, I think Jalen hurts gives you more of an advantage in the run game. I would, I would probably take him, but that's sort of splitting the fence.
2: So the hard thing with with me with Tua, it, it, look, I I guess I would go Tua. Um, because like he did this the past two years with a quarter, with a head coach who didn't seem to like him, right? And and that's been documented. And he's he's been like pulled from the lineup randomly. And um I think this is one of those guys, and and, and he's he's won. He's been, I think he was like a 67% passer last year. Um, that if you uh if you put him in a different scheme, then as he is this year, maybe you'll see more of him. Now, as, as, as Rohit um, points out here, and you're absolutely correct, the contract situation is different. You can build a better team yeah. around in a
1: real In a, in a, in a real yeah. life, who would you rather have in your I'd franchise? I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. I would rather right. have Jalen Hurts because he's easier to move on from. Because if he's not the guy yes. after this year, you cut bait. Whereas with Tua, he's a first-round pick. Yeah. You're probably going to talk yourself into another, another season um however if we're if if the exercise is just like you get one of these quarterbacks for this year i think that's a different that's a different conversation
2: yeah like yeah the you can never dismiss the contract i was talking to a reporter today who asked me would you know if you were the eagles and and like the contract wasn't involved would you trade for jimmy g and i'm like well you can't just dismiss the contract if the contract wasn't involved i think a lot of teams would trade for jimmy g right but the contract is what it is
1: yeah that's fair Um, Other notes, uh, with the second team, I thought Gardner Minshew had a good day, one of his better days of practice. Uh, The the Eagles' second team offensive line was very good today, gave him a lot of time. That second line was uh, Dillard, Opeta, Cameron Tom, Coyote Awashika at right guard because there was no Jack Anderson today and Jack Driscoll at right tackle. Driscoll looked better um, than he has at at times over the summer. Coyote looked all right, although he he struggled in one-on-ones. Um Grand Calcaterra, very active, especially with that with that second team offense. Yeah, this is he his, back? This you, was his like first uh like full are, practice. Are, and are, are you saying
2: good. he's back? Yeah, like this, he was who he was pre-injury.
1: Yeah, I mean he's not we're not talking about like you know Michael Jordan coming back from uh baseball retirement, but uh yeah, he looked he looked about as good uh as he did in the first week. I think there's I think there's little question that especially with Tyree Jackson and Brett Toth being placed on PUP yesterday. That means they are out for the first four weeks. Uh, I think I think Calcaterra's spot on the roster is pretty safe. I think he is, he is uh, very easily their second-best receiving tight end.
2: Are you still giving that draft pick a C? Or C Did I give it a C? Didn't I give it a, a C-plus C or B-minus or something? C-plus? I think you're in the C category, yeah. Marissa is I'll,
3: I'll up pull, up. pull the receipts.
2: <laughs> you weren't that much higher on it. That Was the thing
1: was you, I, you're talking like you I gave it an A, like you're oh, I, I love this, look, this I, guy's I, great.
2: No, I like, actually did say like very I minor said, I, difference I, I, in our grades. I remember saying I love the player or or like the player. Um, there's there's uh, you know, variance with the injury history that's different. Okay, than a different injury. Bo
3: gave him a C, Zach B minus. Okay,
2: okay, you gave it a B minus. Like,
1: it's not a that's not a good grade. If you brought a B What's minus the one, would you so be happy?
2: so 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 look there are uh, I'm I'm better pronunciations I get that but uh I think I have a degree of intelligence here to know that a B minus is better than a C <laughs> right so Yeah but you didn't yeah. it's not like you loved the pick <laughs> but a B you're you're essentially saying oh well well. A B minus and C, there's not that much difference. Yes, there is. There is okay. a difference. but if this if was like a, if this C, was
1: like a, if the... this was a binary, do you like this pick or not? We both didn't like the pick.
2: I mean, if you have a two 2.0 GPA or you have a like a 267 GPA, which one's better? Okay, I
1: acknowledge that you liked it more okay. than I did, but that doesn't mean that okay. you should be going around <laughs> puffing your chest
2: and you gave it a B minus. <laughs> like um Marissa, in in that piece that 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 you Sprike brought striking the football, what was both right it over, up there over
1: disliking it less? He said, I, un- right
3: "I understand the impulse to add a tight end, even though the Eagles managed to be the most efficient offense in the league in 12 personnel last season. With Jack Stoll taking the lion's share of number two tight end reps. Great insight." <laughs> but while I trust the doctors who say Calcaterra's concussion history is not a concern moving forward, this feels like it has a chance to backfire. I was partial to Michigan State's Connor Hayward among the tight ends on the board, even if he's more of an H-back profile. Leaving the secondary unaddressed made, made sense to some degree, as it may have given the Eagles a bargaining chip with undrafted free agents.
0: Wow,
1: what great insight that is! That is exactly correct because they signed three (laughs) undrafted corners uh, for significant money. Great job, great insight, and all reports out of Pittsburgh are that Connor Hayward is having a very good camp. So uh, to me, that's a home run analysis.
2: Well, the Eagles don't have fullbacks in their offense, but okay. Um, Yeah, and and then what did I write about Grant Calcaterra? I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, Marissa. No, it's okay. I got
3: got the receipts pulled up, ready to go. A tight end with upside in the sixth round is often a sensible pick. However, there's major risk in taking someone whose concussion history prompted him to once retire from football. You worry about what would happen if that history continues in the NFL. He has a combination of production and traits, so at this point in the draft, there's a reason to take a swing. The risk variance is different than most situations, though.
1: Okay, yes. so I think you would also agree, Zach, that uh, our concerns about the pick are not something that was going to play out in the first month of his career.
2: Correct. But basically, I'm I'm saying I I like this this player. Okay, and you basically want them to take a 230 pound Jalen, Sa- uh, you know, Jalen Samuel uh, clone, basically, right? Like, yeah, like let's like a, like you let's want to get
1: a different type player in the offense. I thought that would be fun, and I think he can play <laughs> okay. tight end, but. You know, he is a tight end in, in Pittsburgh. That's what he's doing. They're not using him as a fullback. My understanding.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just wanted like a a facsimile of Jalen Samuel. Wow, okay? you've been, I you for been. You have been. You have
1: been waiting. Would you like to explain <laughs> the, that you have been waiting to use that word?
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I, I'm I'm fine being self deprecating. Okay. Uh, Bo and I were driving today, and and we were talking about something, and the word facsimile i've written it oft uh, i don't want to say often but enough that like it's part of my writing lexicon however i've never said it in a conversation <laughs> never like never in my life and i said face smile okay fake and i think said
1: fake smile
2: fake smile yeah which, which i think a is a better i
1: think that's a better uh word i <laughs> think i think that I think that, exp- yeah, I, that is a better uh use of what the word means but
2: and uh and bo was played I, I mean bo wasn't like you idiot you don't know how to say it. i mean he was he was calm he said i just want to tell you about the pronunciation we got work on the pronunciation of the word and then um i literally We're when i got back better. yeah when i got back i i went on to google you can do this thing where it pulls up the, the pronunciation and then you say it and i didn't it know this it grades your pronunciation and it tells you parts of the word you must improve upon. And so um, if you can see, I sent this, I sent this to Bo. Okay. And it's the, it's the assessment of, uh, I, I had a little, Oh, I, it says you may have added Oi in there to like, uh, to maximally. So So in any event, uh, I was waiting to, to, to to get that in there, so um, the
1: other thing we needed to circle back to is uh, something that was mentioned at the top of the pod. Um, Marissa, how do you feel about being on a podcast with a man who flies first class?
3: Okay, so like you <laughs> you brushed over this at the top, but you didn't go <laughs> for the audio listeners.
1: Zach is uh, is now uh, head rubbing in his hand. head, <laughs> despondent that this <laughs> has come up.
3: Rolling his yeah. eyes. Yeah.
1: Jack, I think I need some okay. explanation. Got, yeah. Go
2: ahead. There's no, like, there's, there's, I, wow. I literally. <laughs> dime, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they give complimentary upgrades, okay? Mm-hmm. He's got and good it's, status. has got good status. As you check in, as you check in, you get complimentary upgrade. It, it, the, actually, they changed this. American Airlines used to have a thing where you had 500-mile upgrades. And you had to put in a certain amount of 500 mile upgrades. They have since gotten rid of that. And now there's complimentary upgrades and it's done based on, you know, availability, A. And then when there's X amount of seats available, there's a list of people based on, I guess, like, you know, miles you've flown or something of that nature. And uh, Words written. We, we were a bigger plane. So there, there were more seats. And so i I received, it, I received an upgrade when I went to check in the other day. And as I was uh, as I was booking or, or as I was, you know, completing the check in process, I turn to Emily and I say, I really hope there are no writers on this flight. Um, <laughs> right, And, and I was literally Kemski, who uh, the
1: minute we sat down at dinner uh, alerted me to this. And <laughs> I asked Zach if he if Jimmy hadn't told me would Zach have told me. And he said, absolutely not.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely not.
1: So anyways. Yeah. So you got good status. Uh, There's nothing to be ashamed How
3: did of. you fly to Cleveland, Zach?
1: Ooh, he flew into Cleveland I, and boy, could, were his arms tired.
2: I look, I, I, I did. Were do you the first class flying at, into Cleveland? No, I, I was not. I was, I, no. I was not. Actually, a, a different writer was for the, for, for, for that flight. But, um, uh, uh, um, yeah, but it's, it's the type of thing where, I mean, I book, I send Bo all, all my travel before I, I, I book it. So he literally sees like, uh, <laughs> I, I've never, I've never booked a first class ticket in my life. But you get, not. Not. Yeah. you get, uh, I got good well, you get too, but I'm okay. united.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Americans,
2: the Philly, it's, it's a hub for Phil. So most of my flights are American.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: I would like to come clean on something. Uh, I've been, I've been thinking about doing, doing some, uh, you know, self, uh, looking inside. I think I've, I think I've been unfair to Zach about the, um, uh Ooh, what do you, what do you everything? What do you recommend here? <laughs> wow, uh okay. I okay. stand by I stand by uh you're a little too dogmatic about it in in doing it everywhere you go uh <laughs> not taking situation into account. But listen, I you know if I am uh you know I have I have um trouble making decisions sometimes uh with the menu, uh knowing what I want and I will and I will ask the waiter or waitress uh the server like, you know, I, I, I'm between this or this. What do you, you know, is there one that you recommend? I'll do that at, at a nice restaurant. Uh, last night, Zach, it's it felt like Zach was too, uh, too nervous to do it at dinner with me. He didn't want to do it. He was, he was, yeah, saying, he I, said, picked, I picked that what I wanted ahead of time. He said, I'm going to be yes. an alpha, I'm not going to ask. And then, so I, on his behalf, I asked just in case. Uh, Trina's trying to be trying to be a good teammate, but I think, uh, I think there are, I, I don't mean to say that there are never times in which uh, you should ask for uh, for advice when you go to a nice restaurant. You want to know uh, what they hang their hat on. I just, I my only thing is that I, I feel like you, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of the time.
2: Okay. Well, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, it takes a it takes a big man to do that. Um, <laughs> I was, uh, I I purposely said I'm not going to ask them. I'm not even going to look at the menu. Okay. I, I, uh, last night I looked ahead of time when we confirmed where we were going. Like, you know
1: how, you know how, um, you have opponents like circled on your calendar. (laughs) Zach has had this restaurant circled on his calendar for a while and it was, it was very
2: good. What
3: was it called?
2: Yes. Thank you. Uh, I was called Pearl and, uh, so, yes. So I, I, uh, I picked out what I wanted ahead of time and, the only thing I asked her was was the difference between one thing and another thing.
1: So, what a server we had last night. You want to talk oh, you yeah. want to talk yeah. you want to talk vocabulary. <laughs> she was busting out busting out words you never hear at a uh, you know, using using synonyms that uh you don't usually hear at a restaurant It's really a fun experience.
2: I I got to be honest, we haven't talked enough football on this podcast. <laughs> Okay, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. We're oh, practice. What do you want me to talk, talk about? We have we
1: have our our notes that are going up on the athletic. I. Do you want me to okay. read through my one on one notes? Who won? <laughs> um, Cam Jurgens lost a rep in one on ones. Okay. Uh, Christian Wilkins was chippy at one point. Jordan Milata uh, won in one on ones. So did Lane Johnson. Uh, you want you want to you want my Cameron Tom take? What do you want?
2: How about this? Let's let's talk about. The Browns game the other day. Any other takeaways from, from okay. that game we should get into?
1: Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in N'Kobe Dean. Um, not not like in a big way, but, you know, he's... I think it's the same, the same type of things that were uh, negatives on his scouting report coming out. Like, he's, just, he's not the most explosive athlete, um, and he's, he's not the biggest guy. Uh, So he needs to be the most um, instinctive, and he didn't seem like the most instinctive in that game. But I also like more than today's practice, I give the guys um, like Jordan Davis um, a little bit of a break who were like active parts of the first team defense on Thursday and Friday at the joint practice and then had to play on Sunday. I I think they probably did have some tired legs. Jordan Davis also had drew the difficult assignment of playing the best backup center in football, but <laughs> um, I thought I thought that that defensive line performance you would expect a, de, a a second team defensive line with Jordan Davis and Milton Williams to be very good, and they got they got moved around off the ball. That was a little bit disappointing.
2: Good insight, what then. about you? What do you think Let's of the say, Devin had, Allen play? We haven't talked play. about that because we stopped. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fun play. Good to see that speed show up even today in one-on-ones that speed, like when he is like one-on-one with the guy, it just, that speed doesn't show up. Um, he's much faster. And I think they talked about this on the broadcast, maybe that like, he's faster, uh, as he goes in those 100 meters, like he's a closer, he's not a starter. And so I think that does sort of play out on the field. Um, but you know, there was nobody on him. He had a, he had Room to run, and that safety made a bad read. It was a very good throw by Reed that What's your? We talked about it last night. Why don't we? Why don't we circle back on the conversation we had with Jimmy uh, yeah. about Sinnette? Okay. You don't think that the Eagles need to carry a third quarterback? Jimmy does. I'm on the fence.
3: Are you on the fence? Well, or I'm, you're just i not sharing because you know it's part of. The I'm on the fence.
2: <laughs> so I, I, uh, I'm always open to changing my opinion right like i i think that's an important thing i i i i don't think it's a it's a sign of strength to to like say this is what i think and this is the only opinion right like it's it's important to 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 reconsider and no, i'm i'm reconsider except when it comes to a uh,
1: uh, draft grades of sixth round picks you think those never are allowed to change
2: <laughs> no i'm not saying those aren't allowed to change i was just saying Okay. I asked you. Actually, the conversation started. Have you changed your opinion of of Cacatera? Actually, that's literally how the conversation started. Um, we we have this all recorded. Yes. Um, if I could regrade that pick, I would I would okay. give it a higher grade. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, my personal view is that unless the third quarterback has a decent chance of becoming either a high level backup for you or a potential starter. I'd rather just have a quarterback on practice squad and use that spot on the roster for something else. If you think that that there's a higher than, let's say, fifty percent chance that he's a backup for you, and twenty percent chance that he's a high level, because because a, a backup quarterback is different than like a high level backup, right? Like I think Gardner Minshew is a high level backup. If you are, um, you know, if, if you're the number two quarterback, but you don't think your team can win games with you then that's, that's not a high-level backup. So if there's like a 20% chance that he can become a high-level backup, a 50% chance that he, that he can become a backup, uh, then it's worth keeping him as, as the number three guy. Um, I am not getting ca- – he has a good arm. I a- agree with that. I didn't think he looked good in the Jets game. He showed some flashes I agree with that. In, in the Browns game. And they're <coughs> – excuse me have a coffee here. They're gonna have some decisions to make here. And I, I think um sometimes in, in I I shouldn't say in Philly, all reporters can can do this. You can become seduced by what you see. Like I mean he, re, you know the Eagles claimed him off waivers last year, right? But the Dolphins the, the Dolphins waived him. Um before that yeah, but after he was he on was, the
1: active roster. Yeah before that active, yeah
2: I, I mean ten, you know, he didn't make Tampa Bay's team back in in the year before that, um, he was not drafted. I mean, this is not a guy who who like the league has said, you know, we we place a premium on him, right? Uh, so I would say that, yeah, it, it's a calculation they can make. But there's also, there's a philosophical, or, or I shouldn't say philosophical, a big picture argument to make about the third quarterback spot. Um, the Eagles, as as Jimmy has pointed out, have kept one more often than not. The Eagles were not going to keep one last year before the Minshew trade. Um, they did not keep one in 2016. They did not plan on keeping one in 2019 uh, when they wanted Sudfeld to win. Well, I, actually, I take that back because they planned on Thorson being on the roster. So Yeah, I think, I, I they, I think they have they, more
1: often than not. Even last year, they added Sunet after Flacco yeah. left. So if you play it out For that the, they didn't get Minshew, they still would have claimed Sunet. Is, if is, was is, there.
2: Sinet, is Sinet in year three? And I ask this honestly, in, in year three, do you still view him as a developmental guy? Or by this point, should you know whether he's a backup or not? Right? By, by year three of Nate Sudfeld's career, um, he well, was here, I mean, like, like the you Eagles know, thought he was good enough to be If you're talking
1: a about league value, you know, Nick Mullins, someone just traded a pick to get. Like Nick Mullins was in camp mm-hmm. with the Eagles and was awful. Um, you know, sinet has been better than been him by a long shot. Um, I think philosophically. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Sinet hasn't had a chance to, and we okay, saw, Nick yeah, so he I'm was saying. not good. Yeah. Um, we, well, I think the Eagles do have a preference for keeping three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you talk, you, you run down the, the years last year, it was Minshew and then Sinet after Flacco left the year before it was, it was McCown and Sudfeld. Then you had Sudfeld with Foles and Wentz. For two years, Sudfeld initially a practice squatter in 2017, but um, but then they elevated him to the active roster in 2016. It was Chase Daniel with Bradford and Wentz. I think they I think they do prefer that. I think you have to consider the fact that Minshew is entering the final year of his rookie deal, and so you want to be able to have somebody who could potentially be a number two quarterback next year. I think odds are it's not going to be Sinet. I think odds are they would probably try to find a veteran. But I don't know. I mean, Sinet's been better in practice than he has been in the games. Uh, you're right. He was underwhelming in the Jets game. In the Browns game, he made that great throw to Devin Allen. And other than that, was not very good. Um, I think it's a calculation of both the player and the position. But just like I, like I think you say, we tend to you know, overrate what we see. I think we also tend to overrate the importance of those the bottom roster guys. at Oh, other sure. Positions. For sure. Like, yeah. If if Reed Sinet has a twenty percent chance of being the backup quarterback next year, is that more important than, uh, you know, Josh Job, who has a twenty percent chance of being a starting caliber corner, um, and that will, you know might not happen by next year either. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, the quarterbacks are important. Anyways. I agree there. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and and look, if if Reed Sinet was a rookie, if he was a rookie. Or a second year player, I would say, yeah, this is I wouldn't say it's a no-brainer, but I, I would feel differently. I just think by this is he's in his third camp, right? Like at, at some point here, you have to say, um, where you know, is this who he is, or is you know, are there like significant more strides that he's going to take? Well, I mean, system?
1: if you if you're if you're gonna be bullish on him, you know, year one, he gets it's his first year in Tampa. Okay, he doesn't make the team. Last year, he uh, is in Miami, doesn't make the team originally, then gets called up from the practice squad, and then is waived from the active roster and gets claimed by the Eagles. So this is mm-hmm. his first year being in the same place. He gets to go through uh, the, the season on the practice squad knowing the offense, and he comes to training camp, and he looks pretty good. So maybe there is more upside. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's fair. And I agree too. And and the like. I'm sorry. I meant I agree on the Josh Joe point. And the other thing I'll say is that with the practice squad rules and practice squad elevations, which is only what three years old now, like it started in 2020 as a response to COVID, um, it makes it. I I think sixteen players and players
1: can be elevated. Yes.
2: So it really makes it such that the last five eight spots on your roster. Are developmental guys you don't want to lose, right? The way you kind right, of it's do, more about
1: protecting them from it, the league. It,
2: exactly. Because, because you could say, like, you know, they need X just to, just to field a, a roster. You know, you know they need enough safeties or they need enough tight ends. Um, but they could, in theory, go with like, you know, three running backs or two or, or even two running backs, let's say, and then sure. add one. Um, yeah. So, or, or elevate one. And the, and the other thing, and Howie Roseman knows this too. Um, You know, you're always going to have a chance in week two and week three and week four to sign guys to the roster because there's invariably going to be injuries and you're going to use IR. So,
1: yeah. So, I mean, to me, it sounds like you're talking yourself into he should be on the roster.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's why I like to talk things out. Okay. I I I think that's you know, um, I've so this is going to sound like a take, uh, but it's actually. It always bothers me when when you hear something, you know, like the the old takes exposed or, you know, when when it's like you said something like X amount of years ago. So therefore, you know, that's what you think. Yeah. I changed my mind. Right. Like, what the hell? This (laughs) is what you just did to me about Grand Calcaterra. (laughs) No, I said, did you change your mind on it? That's not what I. No, no, no. I no. said, did you change you it? And you your response,
1: re, we can't reframe what the intent of what you were saying. You were trying to gotcha. Whoa, old takes exposed no. me on Grand Cacatera.
2: A thousand percent was not trying to do that. That's I, not true. You, you, no, because your position, and we'll listen back to this. Your position was that oh, you. I didn't think that pick was that bad. I said, and I, I said, go back and read what you wrote. You were. You were the opposite. You, you said, were revising, you said, you were revising no. something in Would the Would you past. like to change your
1: opinion on Grand Calcaterra now? Doesn't he look pretty good? <laughs> That's pretty I, old takes. it's supposed to be.
2: Not at all. It, now if if you what you did was you edited the tweet, basically. Like like you went back and you were like, I didn't think that. No, I, I don't didn't. think I, I think I gave him and a B buy. I I you said you thought you gave him a B-. minus. you're you're looking
1: at the headline, you're not reading the article. You're just taking the C grade. I didn't say anything bad about the player.
2: You said you preferred Casey Hayward. Connor. Or Connor Hayward, rather. Yeah, yeah Connor Hayward.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that's fine. I stand by that. That was nothing against Cockatera. You're acting like yeah, I buried he's... the guy.
2: Marissa has her her mother and her aunt there. We need to. Listen, oh, I'm loving this. Gonna, I love when you guys more get Let's feisty. talk some football. <laughs> we probably could have done this over the airplane talk, honestly. So,
3: <laughs> No, the listeners needed to know that too, Zach.
2: <laughs> they really, Marissa, they did not need to know that. That was immaterial to the conversation. Uh, so what
1: do you think? Are we going to do the, uh, now we'll have another podcast tomorrow uh, after practice. Yes. Are we going to do the, uh, the full game Play by play, watch along on, on Saturday night. I think that's
2: fun. The full game is long. That's the thing. Like mm. is that. I mean, maybe through through halftime, through the third quarter. I, okay. I don't know. We yeah, we, we can figure it. out a time, yeah. and, and then we can get the writing right. Or maybe we just say two hours. We do two hours of it, right? You 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 come on at. I mean, we could start at seven. We don't have to do the pregame.
0: Right. You know,
2: we can start at seven, and we can go until nine, and then we wrap it up at nine. And then you and I start writing at, at at nine o'clock. But I think I think two hours of that sounds good of a of, of a live pod is good. Yeah, okay.
1: I think you mean
2: what I say two oh, my, two hours. Oh gosh! <laughs> All right, that's my cue. All right,
1: uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. I do have one last Will
2: question. I, I'm sorry, I have one last All question. Right. And Marissa might need to cover her ears for this does anything you saw today change your opinion of the cleveland browns yes
1: yes i feel
2: worse about Me i feel too. worse about the browns after watching practice yeah. today than i did yesterday i agree and i and i get that the browns were missing some guys and the eagles probably weren't at top form today but uh i left those browns practices thinking like you know i, I think the eagles are the better team here and this practice today, um, like there were, there were parts of it that um, you didn't feel that way about the Eagles. So, yeah, that, that's – and we'll see how tomorrow goes. But I, I, I was saying that, that I think the Browns uh, can be decent this year. And, and now I say, well, if Deshaun Watson's he's, – he's not out there, as we know, for 11 games, uh, that, that changes the calc- – You know, I, I don't know if they're good enough without him
1: and i would say i would say specifically i feel worse about the browns defense um yeah. well i mean obviously that was the side of the ball that i was watching yeah. but uh the browns defense you know the eagles moved the ball and did pretty well against the browns defense um and even in like 7 on 7s when they were when they were dominant at, at points the, the dolphins defense um pass rush much better it seemed like the coverage was was much stickier so yes i, I would say that that did change my i mean one day to it's a recency bias thing. Uh, it's a small sample size, but yeah, I would I would say that it moved the needle a little bit
2: for me. There you go. Okay. okay. All right. All right and of course,
1: uh, we gotta we gotta pour one out for uh, you know, the ah, another yes. example that the NFL is not a meritocracy. Um, <laughs> Elijah Riley getting released by well, the we cowardly
2: Joe Douglas. Bell froze.
3: We have we have an update. Okay. Elijah Riley has been claimed. Do you want to guess the team?
2: Whoa. Oh, let's go. Okay.
1: Uh, it's gotta be a smart organization. Gotta oh. be towards the top of the waiver wire order.
2: Um, <laughs> it's
3: gotta be top I, near the top of the waiver wire order. I could give you a hint if you sure we've talked I. about this 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 team um in the Calcutta discussion. The Steelers? Yes.
1: Oh yeah, baby. Mike Tomlin, he knows <laughs> a baller, he knows a guy who can fight when he sees you. Let's go. You got, you got Minka and you got Elijah. That is, that is as good of a safety duo as there is in the league.
2: You got to tell fantastic. Elijah. You got you to message Elijah to tell Kenny that Michael says hello. <laughs> Michael <laughs> what if I message
3: Kenny yes. to tell Elijah that Bo says hello? Oh, that would that be even good. better. He,
2: he would that's be scared. Yes. Oh, yeah. That is
1: a team that knows talent when they see it. That's that's great. Oh yeah,
2: that's fantastic. I just saw Twitter, I was it hoping it would, Twitter, so was it, was hoping it, would it would be the Commanders. I was hoping it would be the Commanders. Was-
1: <laughs> that would have been <laughs> that would have been a tough situation. But, but they passed obviously. So, right. good job. Yeah. All right. Uh well, for Elijah, you know, Steel City, let's go. And for Marissa and Zach, I'm Beau. We will talk to you tomorrow. After practice, check out our practice report. And as always, oh, and by the way, check out Zach's story from today, Uh, my story from yesterday. Zach takes a shot at me in there. Um, In his story, (laughs) he says that I (laughs) (laughs) was wrong, and Lane Johnson has been the best player this summer. He is wrong because I've seen Lane Johnson give up some sacks. Lane Johnson might be the best player on the team, but this summer he has not been. Um, And so Zach will uh, issue a formal apology to me for that. But um, we can discuss that on tomorrow's podcast. So thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, we love you.